You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you. And the message coming right up is crafted by heaven, not just to challenge you, but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Pastor Goodheart Obi Ekweme. This is the day that the Lord has made. We have a divine commandment on the heavens to be glad and to rejoice in this day. Will you express your gratitude for the gift of life and the gift of today? Will you thank him for the miracle of prayer, the blessings of prayer, the opportunity of prayer, and the power of prayer? He says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy, find grace, and help in the time of need. I don't know about you, but I am in a moment of need. Will you thank the Lord for the honor to come before him? Unhindered, unabated, divine access to come boldly. Go ahead. Oh, Father, we thank you for access. Access to your throne. Access to your presence. Oh, beyond the veil, beyond the veil, beyond the veil. Going beyond the veil. Going beyond human limitations. Whoa. For in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, they are pleasures forevermore. Father, we celebrate you for the honor and the privilege as blood-washed sons and daughters to come boldly to the throne of grace. You've not asked the sons of Jacob to seek you in vain. You said we should call upon you, you will answer and show us great and mighty things that we know not of. Tonight we've called, you have answered us. Lord, we bless you. Oh, come on somebody, bless God for being a prayer answering God. Now with your claps, celebrate him once again. Celebrate him once again. Woo! Celebrate him once again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whilst you're still standing, please turn together with me to Luke chapter number 18. As we look into the word of life. Look into Luke chapter number 18. Hallelujah. Luke 18 verse 1, just one verse of scripture. Shall we read together as a family? One, two, three, go. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Once again, and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. A particular version says, and not to give up, not to give up, not to faint, not to be defeated. So we see that Jesus sharing this parable was indicating the necessity and the import of prayer. And he was saying here in many ways more than one that you will either pray P-R-A-Y or be prayed upon. P-R-E-Y-E-D. For assignment tonight. Pray 
or be prayed upon. Our Father, yet again, on bending knees with hearts and hands raised up unto you, we celebrate you for all that you are in our lives. We are so grateful for the awesome privilege given us again and again to come into a corporate gathering as this to be renewed and refreshed. I beseech you in this brevity of the moment to share your holy word, to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven, anoint the lips, the tongues of clay of this seventh son of yours, that tonight I will do no injustice to your word, but I will come to your people with a thus saith the Lord. Help me to go beyond my preparation, study, and contemplation and speak expressly your very counsel. As always, we'll vow to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name, we have prayed. Whilst you're seated, touch your neighbor and tell them you've got to pray or be prayed upon. You've got to pray or be prayed upon. Saints, there are many things that we do as Christians today that we do either as a result of something we've known in our growing up as believers, perhaps uh, growing up in what we call a Christian home, we were taught to do particular things, taught to believe particular things based on our upbringing, based on our background, based on our training. And having formed some measure of habit in doing these things, we sometimes don't take the time to ask ourselves whether what we're doing is really something that is founded in the scriptures or something we just inherited along the way as Christians. A culture, not bringing, a training. And really doing such things like that doesn't necessarily make it right even though it's something that has become acceptable through the years. Because I realize the Bible is a final arbiter, is a final rule, is a final benchmark as to what we do here on the earth and eternity to be right or wrong. A popular opinion or a popular accepted norm, practice, or even a belief that is you know, generally accepted by many Christians all over the world, um, doesn't quite make it right because it is acceptable. We find that in Scripture, and as far as God is concerned, that the majority is not always right. I mean, 12 spies were sent to spy out the land, and 10 came back, what you call a majority report. And they came back... Uh, with the summary that the land is good, but hey, look man, we are like grasshoppers in their eyes. And by the way, I want to challenge you as we remain on this glorious eagle's flight, never to see the giant of this world through your own eyes. Because each time you look at situations and circumstances through your own eyes, they'll become a giant to you. It'll be magnified. But were you to ever look at what you are going through 
through the eyes of Almighty God, then what would have been a giant to you will be minimized in stature. You missed that. Because being on an eagle's flight is not a guarantee that you not face storms. In fact, the truth be told is that eagles thrive in storms. And I think why they thrive in storms is because they see through the storms. They know that no matter how difficult the circumstance they face, sooner than later is going to give way for a testimony. So whatever you're going to face in the year 2018, don't be perturbed. Don't be alarmed. Because it's going to give way. You're passing through. You, you know, I love the one phrase in the scriptures. I don't know whether I've seen it you know, in the Bible. But it, it says thus, and it came to pass. The storms will come to pass. The rain will come to pass. The billows, the tempest, the difficulty, the loneliness, the seeming protracted singleness, the moment of waiting for the fruit of the womb, even that whoa, will come to pass. Wow. The moment of unemployment, the moment of staying on one rung of the ladder, not promoted after five, ten years, listen to me, even that too will come to pass. Can somebody declare, even this too shall come to pass. That's a prophetic word for somebody tonight. You really just came to be impregnated with the word that whatever you're going through now or in the future, it will come to pass. Somebody shout a big amen. The majority is not always right. Ten spies said no. Two said yes. And yes, it was. Because whenever God cast his vote in a particular direction, it settles the matter. He never consults with your clan, with your family, with your people, with your nation, with your tribe, with your tongue. No. When God says yes, yes it is. So we have to understand that popular sayings and popular uh, uh, agreement amongst Christian faith or believers doesn't make it right. We have to ask ourselves from time to time, this thing I'm doing, this thing I'm saying, is it inherited? Or it is actually the word of God. You see, when the Lord took me out from where he took me out from, one thing he told me is this, that I am going to do a new thing in your life, and by extension in your life. And I had to, and I'm still doing that, had to painstakingly begin to examine the things I've heard and known for 30 years of my walking with the Lord. To examine them in the light of scripture. And in the light of where he's taking me to. And I found that a number of them I had to let go. Because I had inherited some things that I never took the time to ask, hey, is this the Bible? Praise the Lord. I'm going somewhere this night. All right. That's why it is so important for us in this day, in this generation, to make greater efforts to know the Bible for yourself. Somebody once said that we are living in an era of error. E-R-A-E-R-R-O-R. -R -R -R. We are living in an era of error. 
And there is nothing that shines the light in darkness as the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 130. 105, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 130 says, the entrance of the word gives light and gives understanding to the simple. 105, that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 130 says, it is the entrance. So the word must enter to give light, to give understanding and illumination. So nothing illuminates, nothing gives understanding, nothing gives light as the word of God. The Bible says in John 1 verse 5, that the word of God shineth in darkness and darkness could not comprehend it. <laughs> whenever the word shows up it gives darkness a technical knockout don't fight with the darkness introduce the light don't fight with the darkness introduce the light light be in the book of beginnings God never struggled with darkness he simply introduced a light light be and I pray that beginning from today to the remaining days of this year and beyond, that you constantly and consistently give your heart, your ears, your eyes to embracing the light of God's word. You see, things are not as difficult as they appear until the light shows up. Praise the Lord somebody. The light shows up. Things become easy. You know what to do. You don't only know what to do. You know how to do what to do. You don't only know the what and the how, but you know when to do, how to do, what to do. That's the light of God's word. Praise the Lord. If there is anybody who's, who's, who's labored under any kind of confusion, not knowing what to do, when to do it, how to do it, may the light of the glorious gospel bring about illumination and counsel that you know exactly what to do. The Bible declares in Ecclesiastes 10, 15, 15, the labor of the foolish weareth him because he knows not how to go to the city. The how speaks of wisdom. There is a how to go to a city. If you don't know, you fumble and wumble. You only exert yourself with trial and error. Praise God. Praise God. The brighter you see, the faster you will run. Somebody said, shine the light. Shine. Oh, come on people, shine the, light. shine the light. I believe that some of you will lay your heads to sleep. Literally, the heavens will be open as, as, as Jacob was in Bethel. Angels ascending and descending and God will give you a sure word of what to do when you rise up from sleep. Amen. You will know what to do. Amen. You will know how to do what. Amen. You will know when to do what. Amen. You know who you are going to get married to. You know the next job you're stepping into. You, you know the next company or partnership you're to sign a contract with. You will know what to do. Somebody shout hallelujah. We've said over and over, you don't fly by chance. You don't fly by fumbling and wumbling. You fly by instruction. The moment the pilot loses access and connection to the control room, he's in trouble. And those on board are in trouble. But as long as you can hear... Hear from the control room. Know what to do. How to navigate through the storms and the billows. Then you're in good company. <laughs> Can somebody say, I am in good company. The Bible declares you will hear the voice 
of one saying behind you. That's Old Testament. You hear the voice of one saying within you. Hello? Hi, this is the way to go. Romans 8, 14. As many as are led by the Spirit. So you can be led by the Holy Ghost. Last year, we took time to teach extensively on how to be led by the Holy Ghost. So fundamental is a refresher course for every believer. You see, one of the, one of the blessings God has given me in the past few years in ministry is, is, is this grace to be able to hear him. My wife stood here and spoke many days ago in 20 years. Very few areas of the choices we took or the decision we took, she can say, God wasn't in it. I mean, with a human error. Praise the Lord, somebody. And the beauty with that is, if you take the time to hear what God is saying, there'll be minimal reasons for cost correction. Yeah, because when you miss the mark, the mercy of God shows forth in the sense that he, he, he undertakes what is called a mid-course correction. To still ensure that you ultimately arrive at your desired haven or destination. But the point is, the mid-course correction will take time. You've lost moment. Instead of going straight to Lagos, you made a detour to go to Kano and then to Lagos. May your ears be sharpened to hear. Thus said the Lord in this year. There are seven places that will not look like it, but they're it. The, green, the land may not look green and lush. But if God says step in that direction, that's it. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. For some of you, you chose your spouse based on looks only. And you've been repenting for the past seven, ten years. Just look straight. Don't let her know that you know that, you know, you just, you, you chose the curves. 32, 28, 34, and that's all you saw. And yellow skin. That, that now you know that life is more than yellow skin. When the, going, when the going gets tough, you need more than yellow skin. You need a girl who can hold your hand and pray you out of trouble. Cast out devils around your lineage. More than yellow skin. Thank God for yellow skin, but beyond yellow skin, you need somebody who is anointed and graced to be your helpmate indeed. Beyond yellow skin. Hello, ladies. Are we all right? Praise God. An error of error. Since God is not a situational God, God is not a God that is moved by circumstances. God doesn't change with the passage of time. Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord God, I change not. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forevermore. God doesn't go into a panic mode because uh, there is recession in your country. He knew about recession. He doesn't go into a panic mode because you're 49 going on 50 and not yet married. No. He doesn't lose his hair. God is still God. The same yesterday, the same today, and the same forevermore. 
Modern day Christians will give you the idea that God is a situational or he's a circumstantial God. In other words, you know, with the passing of time, things are uh, in the world, morality is dropping down. So God understands that we can, we can cheat a little bit and he will understand. We can steal a little bit. He will, you know, we can just, you know, touch a little here, a little there. Uh, you know, he understands because the world has just gone bad. No, he's the same yesterday. His standards don't change or lower because the world's standard seems to be lowering. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't downgrade holiness. The church thinks so. He doesn't downgrade purity. No, the church thinks so. No. He doesn't change his rule or benchmark because the world is going crazy. No. We are meant to be in the world and not of the world. If you're of the world, that's your own choice. You're not meant to be of the world. You're meant to be as far as, whoa, God is concerned, a stranger and a gazing stock. The Bible calls you and I a pilgrim. That means you are on a journey. This house or this home or this world is not your home. We must be like Abraham who said, I look for a city whose builder and whose maker is God. Hello, somebody. God hasn't downgraded his standards. The same yesterday. Today and forevermore. God doesn't relate with different people based on different standards. You know, you're in Nigeria, so the Nigeria thing is, you know, the corruption level is very high in Nigeria. So, as a businessman, you can cheat a little bit, kick back, kick from key side, because you're doing business in Nigeria as a Christian. So, pass my, no. Hello, businessman. Yeah. The house is quiet. You know, some of you are guilty, right? I mean, the kind of testimony you shared, you should be ashamed to come here to share those testimonies. You've kicked front and back and left and right. You've kicked up and down and under in between. You sign all kinds of things. Oh, the Lord! Don't, don't, don't. How dare you lift up a hole? Don't. Keep your hands like this. Be ashamed. Can't do restitution. Because if you chop that money, it won't go. A little that one has with peace is more than much without God. Godliness is 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 more great of great gain. Contentment is of great gain. Contentment is of what great gain. So the little you have with God, brother, is peaceful. I don't know about you. This craze about money, craze about property, craze about this. How will I sleep in the house that I was stolen? But people sleep on beds that they know it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This is not my message. I don't know how I got here, but I think I got it by the Holy Ghost. I think God is doing some cleanup campaign here. There's a cleanup going up here. Before there is a leave, there must be a cleanup. So three days, wash your clothes. Stay away from your wives. Why? I'm about to show up. And heaven is saying again, glory. It's about to show up. And I mean real glory. Not make believe, not pseudo glory, not the lights and the smoke. I mean, real glory. This one just reminds you of the great. No, I mean, real glory when it hits the priest can't minister. He's about to show up in the house. Heaven is saying, Clean up, praise the Lord. Somebody, praise the Lord. Somebody, God's word is our final authority in life. 
And understanding is key and critical if we as believers are going to profit with God's word and his instructions. The Bible declares in Proverbs 4 verse 7, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get what? Get understanding. So understanding is key and critical. Proverbs 21, 16. The man that wandereth out of the way of what? Understanding. Proverbs 21, 16. The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. When you step out the ambit of understanding, the Bible says you remain in the congregation of the dead. Understanding is a principal thing. In all you're getting, get it. Because whatever you do as a believer, listen carefully, without understanding doesn't really profit you. The Bible speaks about praising or singing with understanding. Psalm 47 verse 7. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. That means it is possible to sing praises without understanding. You're joining House of Judah, just, just sing because there's a particular time in the service that we sing to the Lord. So let's sing. You're just singing. And just a physical exercise. But if you had understanding to what you're doing, listen carefully, what you're doing will begin to profit you more. Wow. Whatever you do as a believer without requisite adequate understanding is simply an exercise in futility. Stay with me. We're going somewhere. So, it is possible to give and give and give and give and wonder where is the commensurate harvest to the seeds I'm sowing? There may be an understanding gap between you and your giving. It's not just to give. Just throw it into the basket. Boom, boom. What are you doing? It's not enough to be a tither and to give tithe or to pay tithe as we've come to call it in scripture from Malachi 3. You have to ask yourself, what am I doing? What is the meaning of this from scripture? It's not enough for you to join a service team because everybody is serving in some department or the other. I'm an usher. I'm a GST. I'm in the choir. No. So what are you, what, 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 what are you doing by serving? Have you understood that when you serve God, he is committed to bless your bread and your water? Have you understood it provokes that blessing? You don't just serve. No, when you serve, understand that there are results and rewards of service. Understand it. I mean, you've been born again for 10 years, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. There are things you've been doing, but you haven't really seen the result of it. Some of you, every year in January, you fast and pray. I mean, it's customary. You know, Sometimes I ask God, do you even want us to fast and pray this year? Are we doing this because the whole church is fasting and praying? 
But I, 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 my understanding is the law of the first fruit. Give God the first. Give God the beginning. He will bless the rest. So I have to ask myself, am I engaging the church in a moment of prayer and fast because people are fasting and praying all over Nigeria? I have to ask myself. <laughs> Lest I be doing things because people are doing it or it seems right or acceptable to do it. The point I'm making, beloved brother and sister, is whatever you do without understanding doesn't profit you. The parable of the sower close with a, with a, with a good ground, four grounds. Uh, the, the stony ground, uh, the thorny ground, the ground of thorn. Uh, the, the next one was a, a wayside ground and then the good ground. In the good ground, we saw three levels of yield. There was a 30-fold yield. There was the 60-fold yield, but there was also the 100-fold yield. If you look at the scripture very well, th those yield in the good ground, I, I, my understanding is this, it had to do with the degree of understanding. Yeah, that's my understanding. That the more you understand and you sow your seed, the greater will be your yield. Wow. You've been praying for many, many years. Sometimes, for some of us, our prayer is like a, is like a hit or miss proposition. It's like we're shooting things in the dark. Pow! 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 I don't catch up. What's your fall down? Hey, I don't catch up. Pow! Pow! Okay, prosperity. Hey, health. Hey, hey, Nigeria. Hey, pow! 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 That's our prayer! You, you feel me? Then by 21 days, you say, okay, what, what did I catch? Hey, what I don't, what, what I don't hunt? No, come on, man. So we ought to strive to pray with understanding. And the next 10 minutes, I just want to give you a fast track, very fast track. Nothing extensive, but just the idea with this teaching really is to, is to whet your appetite to pursue deeper understanding of prayer. And also at the same time to see the ultimate necessity of prayer. That except you pray, and I mean pray right, you will be prayed upon. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't pray, you will become so uh, delightsome for the enemy to pray upon you. Some say, God forbid. You can't play with prayer. I've said humorously, I'll be true. If you play when people are praying, by the time they are playing, you will be praying by force. There's certain things you learn from the Lord either by choice or by force. I'd rather learn by choice. There are people today who are learning things now by fire. By force. Not because you saw it in the Bible. No. Situation is teaching you the hard way. It's okay. Either which way you're learning. That's the truth. You know what I'm saying. Based on wrong choices, wrong decisions, some of you, the day you said, I do, you say, hey, I've entered one chance. You just you've entered one chance. You say, ah, where could they go? We don't enter. One chance. It's one chance, love. But God is a God of many chances. It's a God of restoration. You will not enter one chance. <laughs> In Jesus' name. All right, four levels of spiritual comprehension. Very simple. <laughs> for those who are single, better bless God, though. <laughs> This ring is unbound for life. The color change in life, not daisy. I go do. She become black tomorrow. I'm stuck. 
Why is tomorrow not my wife? I don't carry him go. Where the husband say, I don't carry go. We don't enter one chance. <laughs> you go know how to change the soup. Not the same soup. Oh. You go add pepper and salt, the same soup. It's more sweet. It's more sweet. Man of God, you don't see. We see. <laughs> I'm not blind. You know, I'm laughing. Some guys are crying now. <laughs> Man of God, I'm really at a one chance. <laughs> Some guys are sincerely crying. Say, ah, this guy, you get me. Let me get you. Now you get yourself. <laughs> now your choice. <laughs> uh, you were looking at color before. <laughs> it's more than color. He says, it's my speck. It's not your speck. Holy Ghost speck. <laughs> As for Holy Ghost, <laughs> how how'd I get here? <laughs> I think God wants to make you happy. A merry heart doeth well like medicine. Sometimes you need to liven up. Church is too hard. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> when I was a young pastor, I used to be so scholarly. Now nah, I just enjoy myself. I don't get tired. I just enjoy talking. I'm just talking like I'm, you know, I'm just having a good conversation with you. It's not me. No. That's before. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm an elder. <laughs> Elders talk. Elders speak wisdom. <laughs> One word from an elder is weightier than a thousand words from a young boy shouting. Do you know in the past five, seven minutes of this seeming laughter, people have been delivered by the Holy Ghost. It looks like a joke. Healing and deliverance. That's right. Wow. I haven't even begun my message. But the time is in, time is up. What do I do? Can you advise me? Advise the apostle. Please, advise me. Should we go or I should teach again? Advise me. I know some of you are hungry from fasting. <laughs> I should teach. It's only five I'm here and teach you. I know. <laughs> okay. Teach, say nay. <laughs> we'll send you out to the children's tent now. But say nay, we'll cast you there. Cast you out. Well, I'll find a way around this by the help of God. Suffice to say to you, whatever you don't do with understanding will not profit you. I don't want you to just embark on a hunger strike. Embark on just a season of, quote-unquote, shooting in the air. Prayer is designed to be focused and targeted. The simplest, perhaps, definition of prayer I can give you is this. It is communion and or fellowship between you and your Heavenly Father. For many years as a young Christian, I found prayer to be 
laborious, to be irksome, to be tedious, to be hard work. I didn't really enjoy prayer, and I'm being sincere to you as a young Christian. But I, as I began to grow, I realized that it wasn't what I thought it was. Something I had to do, had to do, had to do. Otherwise, you know, I realized really, really, it was designed to be, listen, listen, an ongoing conversation through the day. It was asked Smith Wigglesworth how long he prayed. I think it was Smith. I think it was Smith. And he said, I can't remember praying longer than 30 minutes before you jump and shout. I can't remember 30 minutes passing without me praying. So, for him, prayer was an ongoing dialogue, not monologue. Ski. Ski to prayer. This is what brings about intimacy. If it's a dialogue, there is an exchange. There's a give and take. Praise God. Praise God. This morning at GPP, we're reading Isaiah 40:31. We saw the word kava, K-A-V-A-H, the Hebrew word for weight means to bind together they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That's part of the benefits and the dividend of communion with your father that your strength is renewed. Praise God somebody. And I pray, I pray that you not only find desire of prayer. You not only identify the need for discipline, but also you begin to have the delight of prayer. The desire, the discipline, and the delight of prayer. Glory to God. Let's go to the table of covenant. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Goodhart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rajik, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, HORM, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Pastor Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That's info at R-H-O-G-I-C dot org. Also, download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of free quality resources, including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Pastor Goodhart on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Pastor Goodhart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with His Spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth. Sunday and midweek service day. There are days many people traditionally get up in their best outfits and gather together to scratch a religious itch. But not anymore. At Revival House of Glory International Church, Roger. 
Sunday and Wednesday are not just church because God is very deliberate about his agenda in this age and church as usual will not cut it in the times we're in. Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, is an apostolic gathering of God's people experiencing old-time revival for new era realities. God is bringing back His power and is calling you to carry it to the world. Sunday celebration service at 8 a.m. on Sundays and the Word and Worship Wednesday service every Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. at Rogic. All hold at the Golden Bird Event Center, Plot 859 A. Ame Ebute Street, Wuye District, Abuja. And your host is Goodheart Obi Ekweme. On Sunday at 8 a.m. and Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Don't just come to church, be the church. After all, there's already enough religion in the world. Revival House of Glory International Church is an expression of the Horn of Revival Ministry.